episode of the Quack House Podcast. I'm your host, Honest Joe, and I'm excited to talk about what we have here today. Before I do that, let's, let me tell you how you can contact me. Um, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, if I got something wrong or you disagree with, you can go ahead and just uh, give me an email at quackhouse at proton.me. That's spelled Q, uh, Q-W-A-K house at P-R-O-T-O-N dot me. All right. Now let's get into the topic that we have today, which is language is mind control. Or at least it's, uh, it's the infrastructure for mind control. Uh, before I get into the language aspect, Language is is sound, so let's get into the sound bit of of, of our understanding, because uh, it's gonna we're gonna need to have a little bit of basic understanding of sound and whatnot to to understand how language can be used for mind control and uh, a whole more just mind control, but it's basically really a foundational. The, the foundation of everything of, of, of the of the world now sound sound waves are they require a medium such as air or wall uh, water or some other solid material to travel through uh, and they're created when an object vibrates so we have two components of a sound wave and that are compression or crest and the refraction which is the trough the, the crest is the particles the particles of the medium are pushed together and they create the high pressure which is the high peak of the wave where the trough is uh, where the particles are more spread apart resulting in the lower pressure region and it's the low point of the wave. Now, there's also hertz and frequency, which humans can only hear a certain certain amount of that of the hertz. But our typical range for humans is twenty hertz to twenty thousand hertz. So below or above that, we wouldn't be able to see or hear. Similar to uh, the light spectrum, we're only allowed to see with our eyes a, a, a very limited uh, spectrum of that, which is uh, very 
interesting because you know we see it was just a just a small amount of the overall spectrum, uh, which to me brings us to this unseen realm where we uh, the unseen realm that we have that we're battling. Honestly, it's you know it's the Ephesians six twelve because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against authorities, spiritual, spiritual matters of of wickedness from the heavens. Now, whether you believe in all that, it's up to you. But I personally do, so I take a biblical uh, view of how that how this world it works. Now, I don't think it really matters what you believe, because when we get into different religions, even mainstream science, everything starts with sound. Just We'll just go mainstream science first. It started with the Big Bang, which implies there's sound creating the universe. To me, it sounds like there's one verse, one one song that we all play in harmony going on. In Hinduism, they believe Om or Aam is the the, the the sound from which creation was brought forth. And even in a biblical sense, God said, let there be light. And also in John, I believe it's John 1, 1, where he said, you know, God is the word, the word is God. Well, I mean, you, you write down words, but that's for words are to be spoken as well, which is sound. So I just find it interesting that really no matter where you look for creation of our world, universe, you have sound creating it. Sound can even create light through this through this mystical property that it has called sonoluminescence. Which essentially you inject gas bubbles in a medium, typically water, and there's uh, a sound wave generator which has intense sound and it creates these gas bubbles to produce light. If you're interested, I'm not going to go in depth. That's about as, as deep as I'm going to go to that topic. But if you want to learn more, that, that is a fascinating topic that I really kind of believe. There, I actually ha I have a, a, a whack house thought question. Is space really water? Could, could these stars and the, the planets and sun and every you know the stuff that we see up there could it really be through the sun luminescence how it's shining at us i'm not sure but that's a question for y'all if you want to get in touch with me about that go right ahead we can discuss it some other things that make me think that space might be water is for one i mean we have footage on nasa there being air bubbles 
um, in space, which is odd. And they, but and they also do practice in a giant pool. Spacesuits to me look more like um, what you'd go diving in, but that's just my perspective. Now let's get back to the topic of language and how so how we the, the first language is you know no, nobody knows the first language they, uh, a lot of the scholars uh, or linguists that look up this stuff they believe in uh, a proto language or a gestational language which means like gesture gestures um, for a first language, there's also like uh, the thought that um, we mimicked animal sounds. That is interesting, but I, I'm I'm of the biblical mind, so I believe that whatever Adam was speaking, we probably spoke that. Um, and we probably spoke that all the way until uh, Nimrod tried to build the, that tower of Babel when God confused our language and scattered us around the earth. Uh, there's also, uh, what's interesting too is uh, if you look at this astrologer, all astrologers for Queen Elizabeth I, um, John D. and Edward Kelly, they had the Enochian language. I believe I pronounced that right. Uh, Enochian. Basically named after Enoch. And they said it was the language of the angels. And they, they had a, a bunch of mystical ways, magical ways, where they tried to summon what they say angels. I mean, remember, fallen angels aren't necessarily the demons, but that's a different, completely different topic, but um, they summoned whatever beings and they taught them this language that actually does work with the language rules. You need rules in a language. Um, that's just, without rules in the language, it wouldn't work. It just, it'd be nonsense. <laughs> so since I can't really talk too much about other languages, seeing how I only speak English, that's what I'm going to talk about, the English language. Now, the English English language, let's see if I can pronounce that, <laughs> um, that has uh, people, most people don't really think about the whole, you had Old English, and it's just a Middle English, English, and then the Modern English that we're speaking now. And it transformed throughout a little over, oh, it's probably been about 1500 years or so. I think it was about five or the fifth or sixth century or so when English, Old English was, I don't want to say created, but that's when people were talking in Old English. And then from Old English to Middle English, which happened, the transition essentially happened through the William the Conqueror's conquest and of England, the, the, the mixing of cultures mixed the language. Uh, 
that's basically how how language has been shaped throughout our history uh, is I'm sure many of you are familiar with romance languages and how it kind of spawned from the Latin Roman to to France to Spanish and Portuguese and so that shifted Old English to Middle English and what shifted Middle English to our modern day English which uh, started about the 14th century was this event called the Great Vowel Shift. Now there's another event that was happening during the 14th century that I find very interesting. It's uh, known as the Black Pet Plague, which many of you should should know. <laughs> Bubonic Plague. Um, find it interesting that it kind of started with that, as more and more people were dying from this plague, and I'm sure uh, they had quarantines and whatnot, but I'm sure there were plenty of people that were traveling trying to get away, so that would make uh, the language sh uh, sh uh, change a little bit, I guess, as you have you as you mix cultures, and that would make the language change as you mi mix cultures with the traders and whatnot, uh, the people trying to just find a safe place to live. Now. Now we're into modern English. No, oh, well, actually, let me backtrack a little bit. The reason why I find the Great Vowel Shift to even be interesting in that it's known as as such um, is I I did do some study of numerology back in my earlier days, and uh, how you calculate someone's soul number is using the vowels in their name. So that's honestly what's got me so keen to like the sound and what how, how the pronunciation of stuff of words, how that can affect your your world. I mean, your your world is how you perceive it. So, sound. I mean, that's the whole. I don't know if you if you anybody has heard about the, the rice experiment or. You have three jars of rice, one you don't do anything to, one you basically are negative to, you basically say, I hate you. Uh, and then uh, there's another one where you say, I love you to it, you're positive to it. And the one that you say positive things to, there's like no change, whereas the other ones, they, they rot. And the one that you say, I hate you to, rots even worse than the one that you don't do anything to. So there's, there's definitely intentions behind words and words are sound. So that's where we're getting. So now we have modern English, which I believe is shifting to, uh, for a lack of a better term, postmodern English. I see it happening uh, just because of the, the amount of people that communicate through texting, emojis, and memes. That's, that's how our language is shifting now which I personally don't like. I like words. I I was a 
weirdo in school and I'd actually, if I didn't have anything, any homework to work on, I'd just pick up a dictionary and kind of like look at the words and read, find words that I didn't know about. And I, I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> but anyway, back to how we're going to this postmodern English. I'm just, I'm just interested in where it's going to uh, go from here. With all the influx of the immigrants here, I'm not here to debate whether they should be here or not. The thing is, they're here. And many of them don't speak English, or if they do, they still have a different language, which is their native tongue. And everybody wants to talk in their native tongue anyway. That's why when they come over here, we're like, hey, you better speak English. <laughs> anyway. What I really want to say is that I see a, 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 a shift. I see if it's going to be more probably Spanish-English mixture with whatever other immigrants, I guess, I mean, I know where I'm at, there's a, a pretty large Somali uh, population. And I guess, too, with the whole Ukraine fiasco, there's going to be Ukrainians speaking Ukrainian. So I, I, I see a, just a mixture of those all languages, not necessarily combining to one language, but you might take a word or two or whatever to, to expand on your, <laughs> expand on the postmodern English. But uh, I personally think the emojis are the, the worst thing that's happened to the postmodern English. Memes uh, I don't really like too much, I get it. So, the short abbreviated texting, I already know that there's there's people in, in in roles where they can't <laughs> the the notes that were taken down were in like this texting form notes, so they weren't able to use the notes at all. I, I'm not gonna get into specifics, but um. Anyway, let's get back to kind of just English in general. How I believe it's, I, I do believe that it was kind of constructed to be this, to be a language which offers a great deal of line control, or at least, or at least like subliminally mind controlling. Um, and the reason why I think that is just just the simple act of like you want to be constructive, but that prefix is a calm. You know, be proactive. Uh, that's a bad example. Um, and you have you know words that sound the same, have different meanings, words that are spelled the same, but they're pronounced different. It's a, it's really a language, I guess, instead of my control, I should say a language of confusion. And if you can confuse people, you can kind of control more of the narrative. 
if that makes sense. Uh, I think it does. So, just for example, let's let's look at some words that really just some typical words that you might hear that have that are pronounced different but are, are spelt the same. And that's you have like a tear, like an eye, you know, a teardrop, or tear. You know, you tear a piece of paper. You have, you know, bleed and lead. You have bow and bow. You have base, bass, live and live. Those are just some examples of that. Then you have words with multiple meanings. Which most every English, I mean, if you look at the dictionary, you have like one meaning, two, three. Sometimes you have, you know, the words have up to six different meanings. Now, you know, let's just go some examples like bank it can be the side of a river or it could be a financial institution. A book you could be uh, you know, arranging or scheduling something. You could pick it up to, and read it. Run. You know, move your feet quickly, or it could be you're operating a machine. Light, meaning it's not heavy, or it's an illumination, or it's a, a source of information. You have rows, like Jesus rose, or you have rows like the flower that every girl wants. Hmm. Very interesting to me. Our you know, our language has that. If you speak a different language and uh, your language also has stuff like that w with words spelled the same but are pronounced different or words with multiple meanings, then please uh, let me know. I, Like I said, I can only speak about English because that's the only language I speak. So coming to the end, I'm going to wrap it up. I really don't have much more to add. I'm sure I can probably think of something after this, but <laughs> for now, that's all I got. Um, this is going to be like a little series, though. I'm, I do plan on ex expanding the whole sound and languages used as my control into the next episode, episode three. And with that, we'll be, it'll be talking more about cymatics and bubble cymatics, holograms, and so we'll get into that next episode. Till then, thank you for listening. And remember, you can reach out to me at quackhouse at proton.me. Thank you. Have a good day. Rhythm on the inside, rhythm on the street, and the rhythm of life.